0: Hey class, this is Ashley and this is School on Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. This week in Mentor Moment, I want to talk to you about my least favorite interview question. That's right, I wanna talk about my least favorite interview question. And I'll be honest, it's the tried and true, tell me a bit about yourself and why you're interested in this position. I literally hate this question. It's such a waste of a question. It is like literally the first question most people ask on an interview. And I think that it is so such a waste. I think that we, you know, when you're on an interview committee, you probably, you know, already know this person based on their materials. You obviously will get to know that more about them and their expertise in the interview. And so this question is just like a softball question that doesn't really get right at the questions that you really want to know the answers to. Like, can you do this job? Do you have experience doing this job? How do you work well with others? Do you have experience with these specific capabilities, et cetera, et cetera? And then on the interviewee side um i know that you all hate this question because like what am i supposed to say am i supposed to talk to you about my kids about my love of sushi about how i'm the biggest fan of you know law and order svu ever like what am i supposed to say to you um, and why am I interested in this position? Because I can do the job, because I'm an expert, because I need the money, like whatever, you know, the answer is. But it's just such an awkward, awkward, awkward question. So I really, really hate it. Um, and I wanted to talk through how I teach my mentees how to answer this question. So that the next time you get this awkward and annoying question in an interview, you know, to answer it flaw- flawlessly. And let me know if this strategy is helpful. If it resonates with you, feel free to hop in my DMs um, at School on Life podcast on Instagram uh, or in my um, personal DMs at Ashley Ashire. I'd love to hear what you think about this question if you hate it as much as I do. So the question is, um, tell me a bit about yourself and why you're interested in this position. And what I recommend my mentees do is to skip the pleasantries. You don't have to tell these people that you like boxers uh, or over briefs or that you love uh, pumpernickel bread or whatever, you can just get right to, you know, my name is Ashley. I have nearly 15 years of professional experience in, um, you know, higher education administration and developing and leading um, successful teams And I'm excited to leverage that expertise uh, to um, lead the growing and robust team at this organization to really improve educational outcomes um, for online students year over year or something like that, Like that's what I would say um, about my own skill set. And I think that um, while it's like not telling you that I like to ski in the winter in Aspen. It is telling you that I'm an experienced professional that have demonstrated background. You know, I have a demonstrated background in the skills that are required to do this work. And I'm eager to do it for this organization as well. I think there's also an opportunity to say a bit even more about this organization. And, you know, I'm excited to do this position and do X, Y, and Z for this organization by leveraging A, B, and C skills particularly because I know this organization has a history of A, B, and C, which are really aligned with my values one, two, and three. Right, so there's a real framework for being able to like walk through this question and its it's answer in a way that still positions you as an expert, still shares that you've done your research, still shares that you have great interest in the role without you having to tell these people all of your personal business. Um, I do think that, you know, when you do start to talk about the organization's values and, you know, their priorities based on your research, you can add a little bit more personality and pizzazz there. So there is an opportunity for you, for example, to say something like, you know, and I, Um, you know, one of the, I followed this organization for a long time. And one of the things I was, you know, I'm continually impressed by is your resiliency around this, you know, that's really aligned with my own personal life. Um, as I've had family members, you know, struggle with this in the past and, you know, I'm often the go-to for that. And so I'm excited to actually be inside of the organization so I can address it, you know, from internally as well, or, you know, something like that. So you can you can make it a little bit more personal if you want. But I often find that when folks try to get personal in interviews, it often goes down a rabbit hole. They often microaggress other people or say something off color. And you want to avoid that as a candidate and you want to avoid, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like I, I, I just think that it can get, tricky in there in the murky middle. So let's get out the middle, let's be specific, let's be targeted and let's use every question to our advantage to help us position ourselves as the experts that we are. So again, let me know if that uh, strategy is helpful. I'm really excited to just to learn more about um, how you all are leveraging um, you know, the strategies that I teach in the podcast and in this mini mentor moment um, to just share with you ways to help you make more money and have more impact in your career. So hop in those DMs and and just type questions when you hop in my DM, So I know (laughs) that you listen to the podcast, type questions and let me know. uh, So I know that this resonated with you. So next up in, I digress, is awkward encounters. And on this week's episode, we're going to talk awkward encounters, like that weird time in a friendship after a fight is over, that when you're not cool yet but you're not mad either, when you get caught in a lie in public or when you meet someone that you're unsure about where you stand. We're gonna talk all things awkward encounters, what to do when things get awkward, how to um, back out of awkward encounters and what to do if things are perpetually awkward. So I'm excited for this week's topic because um, I actually had an awkward encounter earlier today and I wanted to bring it to the podcast as I do with most things in my life. Um, when something gets weird or awkward, I bring it to you all and we work through it together. Um, so I'm excited to bring this to the podcast and talk about it. So um, as you all know, uh, Mother's Day is coming up. Uh, mother's Day is, um, you know, a, a big time to celebrate uh, mothers and motherhood and the joy of mother. Dumb, I guess. Um, And my mother passed um, more than 10 years ago. And so in general, I don't really celebrate Mother's Day. Um, Like I kind of, you know, on that Sunday, I'm pretty low key, I rarely leave the house, Um, just try to be low key. I think, you know, I really honor the sanctity of like people spending time with their mothers on their, that day, they're out at the restaurants, they're going to church together, they're, you know, out at the park together, you know, on the phone with their mom, they're just, you know, having, celebrating motherhood, right? And so um, I'm not a mother, I don't have children of my own and um, my mother's passed. And so I just kind of use that time to basically be low key. Um, but this year, I don't know, there was something about this year that made me say, you know what, I want to celebrate the moms in my life. I want to celebrate the women who I know are mothers, who I admire, um, you know, women who... Um, I just think are awesome and special and who celebrate me in all um, the things that I do. And I wanna celebrate them and in, in their motherhood. And so I reached out to a couple of friends via text and I just said, hey, what do you want for Mother's Day? Um, Cause I wanted to just like gift them some things. I just wanted to just say, you know, I'm thinking of you. I think you're an awesome mom. I celebrate you my initial thought was to just send them all flowers, right? Like I love flowers and my initial thought was to send them all flowers. But I thought, you know what? Let me ask them what they want because maybe they have their hearts set on some spa day or some, um, I don't know, random thing that they just want. And um, and instead of me just giving them what I would want them to have or what I would want, I'm, let me give them something that's really meaningful to them or something that, you know, just, just would mean a lot if they got. So I reached out and I sent that message and I got a response back that was like, "Oh, um, I recently got this gift, um, so I don't need anything. Like, I'm good. Um, I don't need anything um, for Mother's Day." And I was like, "Oh, well, when I was, you know," and I said cheekily, "Like, oh, well, when someone asks you, you know, when when someone's trying to celebrate you or wants to give you a gift, just tell them what you want." And the person was like, "I don't want anything. I I love you. I appreciate you thinking of me, but I don't want anything." And I was like. Um, and you all let me know if you think it's awkward, if I'm just over-exaggerating, but I was like, whoa, like what, what, what's just happened here? Like, I thought I was doing a really thoughtful thing. I thought I was doing a really nice thing of reaching out and saying like, Hey, um, love to celebrate you for Mother's Day and to get such a curt, like, I don't want anything, leave me alone kind of energy. I was just confused. Yeah. It was super awkward and I didn't know how to process it because like, the person and I, as far as I know, right, don't have any beef, there's no problems amongst us, so I was very confused as to why my, like, oh, hey, what do you want for Mother's Day was returned so hostily, um, and I didn't really know what to do with it, right, like, I didn't know how to, like, deal with that awkward thing, um, and I had a call later that day, so I um, kind of had to, like, put it to the side and, like, not really think too much about it, but um in that late in the another call with a in, in my later call with another friend who doesn't really know this friend, I mentioned it like, hey, I was reaching out for Mother's Day. You know, my I lost my mother many years ago, but it just felt like it was on my heart to celebrate the mothers in my life. So I reached out and I said this and it was kind of met with like I don't need anything and I don't want anything. Like thanks for thinking of me, but no, and I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> and um, the person that I spoke with was like, yeah, that was awkward. Like what's going on with it? And I think that they gave me some, um, some questions that like ask myself and maybe to even ask this other person to try to figure out, like, how do you get from this awkward encounter to something that like makes a little bit more sense? Um, and so like, for me, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, you're a mom. Let me celebrate you. But I don't know if, um, I don't know if Mother's Day is tender for them for some reason or like maybe they're going through something in their personal life that makes me bringing up Mother's Day really awkward or maybe something's going on with our relationship that I don't know about. Like I thought we were cool and I thought everything was okay, But sometimes you can think what you want to think, but people have other ideas and have, you know, they have people have different experiences with you than you have with them. So just because you think, oh, we're great, everything's good. It may not be great and good. And so. Um, you just have to be careful like to make assumptions when someone responds in a way that doesn't seem appropriate because you just don't know so so I was kind of like okay well let me let me think through like there's something going on with us like you know what's the problem um and so I kind of thought through that and couldn't think of anything and then I was just like you know what maybe they're just having a bad day and and this is a personal mantra of mine, and I'd be interested to know if you all think like this too, but I'm one of those people where like, when people are like, oh, I don't want to celebrate my birthday, or oh, I don't want anything for this promotion I just got, or oh, don't get me anything. I'm like, okay, that's cute, but I'm going to do what I want to do. Because this is the thing, your life is not always about you. (laughs) And I know that sounds like, Crazy, ridiculous, but I guess I'm just one of those people that is like, if people in your life want to celebrate you, they want to uplift you, they want to encourage you. Don't be the don't be a martyr, right? Don't be the person's like, oh, I don't need any help, I don't want anything, I'm fine. Let people in your life celebrate you, let them lift you up because it's not always about you. Sometimes people need good news. Sometimes they need to celebrate others. Like I don't know why God put it on my heart to celebrate Mother's this uh, Mother's Day when I don't typically celebrate. I kind of like shrink and hide and, you know, try to remember my, the fond memories I have of my mother, but I don't, I don't know. I guess I don't, I don't get too excited about it, but I have a lot of new moms in my life. I have a lot of friends who are having babies for the first time. Um, and are, are, you know, fairly new moms. And so I thought, you know, this is a great time to celebrate them. And so let me have that. Let me celebrate you and, you know, and I I don't know, just be gracious, I guess. Um, And of course, if someone's trying to do something for you, that's like, like, I want to fly you out of the country and you're like, well, I actually have to work or whatever. Like that's different. But if somebody wants to give you flowers or buy you a $25 gift card to Target or whatever, like let people celebrate you. And so I guess that's my philosophy on it. But I think when it comes to awkward encounters, it is important to like ask questions. It's important to like investigate where this person might be coming from or why they might feel this way. And I do think it's also important to respect people's boundaries. While I do wanna encourage people to invite the people that they love in their life to celebrate them. Yeah, I also have to respect people's boundaries. And if they push back against celebrating and I am the type of person who likes to celebrate people then I just need to evaluate if I need that kind of person in my life um and I don't think I don't really have a cutoff spirit so I'm not one to be like one encounter we're not friends anymore but I do think when when things get awkward <laughs> when things get awkward when 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 you when you have to second guess your place in someone's life when um you know, you you get a call from someone and you're like, uh, you know, you get that awkward feeling like this might be awkward or you you get a text like, uh, where is this going? Or you meet someone for the first time and you're like, yeah, I'm getting not getting great vibes from you. Like, trust that. Like your intuition is really strong. And if something feels off, maybe it is off. And sometimes those awkward encounters can honestly be red flags for something gone like awry, right? So just like trust yourself in those spaces. And again, it doesn't always mean walk away or you know, um, you know, walk away from something or someone. But it can mean ask a second question. It can mean um, you know, try to show up for the person in the ways that they desire. It can mean expressing a little bit more empathy um, and a little bit less judgment, so that things can be less awkward in the future. And I digress. So last up in TVT, um, I wanted to talk about the strong Black woman trope. This is something that we've talked about on the show several times. We've had an entire episode about it. We've talked about it a couple of times in TVT specifically, but I just feel like it is the um, archetype that won't die in television. And I wanted to share the latest example of um, where I saw it on TV and I don't know, just why it made me so annoyed. Um, and I just hate seeing it on TV and I just wish that TV producers and writers would would kill this script because it just is terrible. Um, and that is on 911 um, Austin. Um, so the 911 is a um, TV show that, um, I believe comes on NBC. Yeah, it's a, it's a show about first responders and firefighters and 911 um, operators and things like that. And um, I really love the show. They have a couple of different um, spinoffs of it. There is 911, um, the standard one. And then I think that there's like an Austin one Um that they have that comes out too. And I really love it. I mean, it's 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 very good. Um actually comes out on Fox, so not NBC. But um I think one um, and it's called Lone Star, so it's 911 Lone Star. I think the the actual show is set in Austin. And the one of the actresses on there, her name is Grace, um, Grace Ryder. Her real name is Money, um, but uh, Grace Ryder is an actress on there. She's a Black woman. She's married to a white man named Judson. And she gets into, well, they both get into a pretty serious car accident. Um, It was, you know, flipped their car over. It was pretty devastating. And they both um, lived through the car accident, but she had some pretty severe injuries, including um, some real serious problems with her hips and her legs and on the show <laughs> like despite these very serious industries in injuries excuse me with her hips and legs. She's like hobbling around the house on her own. She doesn't want anybody to help her. She doesn't want a nurse's aid. She doesn't want to use her walker. She is like trying to go to the grocery store by herself, trying to do everything by herself. And it is a nightmare to watch. She basically goes to the grocery store. She's hobbling along in the grocery store (laughs) People are like, ma'am, can I help you? Do you need some help? She's like basically dragging her leg behind her in the grocery store. She gets everything to the car, drops the keys, and basically can't drive off, like, can't drive off the parking lot because she dropped the keys and she can't get, you know, home um, with the keys on the floor and her like laid, laid over the back seat. After six hours of sitting in the car by herself, struggling. Um, to like get back home. She calls um, another black woman who is a friend of the family um, and is like, uh, hey, can you help me get out of the back of my car? <laughs> and yeah, it's just, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's so ridiculous. And of course the friend comes and she's like, why are you, why didn't you ask for help? You could have called this person. You could have called that person. Like we're here to help you, blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, you know, I don't like to ask for help. I can do everything by myself, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, have we not gone through this since the beginning of time? Writers, please. Black women are vulnerable. Black women are able to ask for help. Despite my conversation from earlier, and I digress when I was talking about awkward encounters, um, not every Black woman is in a unable to like ask for help or ask for support or accept help and support, right? So please stop writing stories about us being unable to ask for help and being so hard and ridiculous and obnoxious and not, and not being soft enough to, to be taken care of, I guess. I'm just over, over, over this trope. Um, and I'm, and it's, I'm not even saying that women like this don't exist because I absolutely know they do. I'm just saying, can we get some softer Black women characters on TV? Can we get some Black women characters who are vulnerable, who do want help, who have a tribe, a community that they actually rely on? Like, can we have that? Like, I want it so bad for us. Um, Because I I think what I hate to see is um, not us, us not having that and then this this trope being perpetuated. So, um, yeah, I just want it to be over with. And I see it so much on TV and it's literally exhausting. So, uh, I do like the show again. It's nine one one Lone Star it comes on Fox and it's been out for about a year year and a half. Um, and I think it's a really good show. It's it's really interesting and tells some good stories. But this black woman, I can do it. I can do bad by myself trope. I'm like kill it, kill it dead. <laughs> um, so let me know if you watch it and if you agree that this trope is well overdone and that wraps up this week's episode of school on Life. thanks so much for listening i'm excited uh to hear to see you all in my dms with the question (laughs) with the the question um use that one word question to hop in my dms i want to hear from you and just talk to you about if you too literally hate um that question in interviews let me know if you've heard any awkward encounter, had any awkward encounters lately Um, and if you're also tired of the black woman trope, I'm so looking forward to connecting with you soon. Thanks so much for listening. School's out. Class dismissed.